Welcome to you, brothers and sisters. I hope you are doing well today. This is V for Victory Organization's podcast called The Victory Garden. This is where we claim victory every single day. sisters. Oh, it's a great sunny day out here in the Pacific Northwest, and I hope you are having a good day today, wherever you're at. We got veterans all over the world, so I know that you're listening to this, and wherever you are, I hope you're having a quality day, and you woke up with victory on your mind. We've been trying to make these podcast episodes more frequent in order to really provide some quality news and information to our veterans and their families. So let us know what you're thinking about the podcast episodes as well as the blog post. That's a way that we're really trying to communicate not just what's going on and keeping you up to date, but also, as I said, to provide quality news and information that is relevant to you. As you'll notice, our last episode title, the uh, regarding about the debt ceiling, the reason we were trying to put this in there now is because this information was said to potentially affect veterans come June. So we wanted to get this out there in hopes that you're aware of it in case something does happen so you can budget accordingly. The last episode we had was how veterans' benefits could be delayed in June by a U.S. default. The previous episode to that was PTSD VA ratings. What you need to know is there was an update to the VA PTSD rating criteria. So we want to make sure that you have that information as we're, we're We know that over a million veterans are challenged with PTSD at some level. So that information is very relevant. And as we always say, we hope that you are sharing this information far and wide as everybody knows a veteran. And part of our programs, Program 1, Transition Home, We're going to develop a series starting today to where we're going to be talking with you about the steps for a successful 
transition home from active duty back into civilian life. After talking to many, many veterans, we have learned that there's not a lot of resources that are provided prior to um, getting your honorable discharge. And so to that point, we want to make sure that we give you the steps to be successful. So this is going to be the first episode of a series regarding the steps for transitioning home. So this is the first step in transitioning home. And this one, you know, whenever you look at all of the the benefits that veterans can provide to employers, to organizations, you know, veterans are entrepreneurial. Military veterans are twice more likely than non-veterans to pursue business ownership after leaving service. And the five-year success rate of ventures owned by veterans is significantly higher than the national average. Veterans assume high levels of trust. Veterans are adept at skills that transfer across contexts and tasks. Veterans have and leverage advanced technical training. Veterans are comfortable, adept in discontinuous environments. Veterans exhibit high levels of resiliency. Veterans exhibit advanced team building skills. Veterans exhibit strong organizational commitment. Veterans have and leverage cross-cultural experiences. Veterans have experiences and skills in diverse work settings. And this all is very valuable to a, a potential employer if you decide to, to go work for a company, or as, a, as, a, as I detailed, veterans are very entrepreneurial. So you're equipped with those skills when you get out. You may not obviously see the transferability from military life into civilian life, and it's understandable. You know, the hierarchy, the organizational chart, the organizational hierarchy is different. But whenever you want to start transitioning, the first thing to do is that you've made a decision to leave the service. So that's a, that's a decision that we are already considering has been taken. That's the actual first step. But for our context of this teaching, we're going to talk about the first step past the decision to leave the service. And that first step is to understand who you are and who you want to be. This is very important. The reason is because you have to recognize what you're interested in because it's going to transition to your success once you transition out of the military. This has been statistically studied. It has been evaluated by a number of groups. It's known by the Veterans Administration, and you need to know it, that the more that you can plan ahead of your transition, the best you're going to be. For new enlistees that are hearing this, start planning your exit now. You don't have to put a timetable on it, but get the information and, and start understanding these steps in order to make your transition once you do 
a lot easier and more successful for you and your family. So understanding who you are. This is a very big task because most people say, well, I know who I am. Well, do you really? You know, when you start looking into the question of who you are and understanding who you are, there is a portion of this that is self-discovery sequence. You have to first understand your strengths and then understand your personality type and related career paths. This is important. And the reason it's important is because you don't want to get involved with something that you don't have any interest in. You don't want to get involved in something that's not going to be accepting of how your personality is. Because we all have a different personality. That's our personality traits. That's our characteristics. Our character makes up who we are. So let's start with a few questions for you to consider. And I would suggest if you're in that phase of transitioning, write these down, start thinking about them, and answer them. The first question, did you know five years ago what, you're, what you would be doing today? Secondly, could you accurately predict what you'll be doing five years from today? Thirdly, do you feel you have untapped potential that is not being utilized? The typical answers are no, no, yes. Now, when you're navigating a career, it's complicated. You've heard the phrase that a career is a marathon, not a sprint. And that is very true. So that's how you need to take, think about it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, you know, but continue to think about who you are, who you want to be, and that's going to help define a lot of these answers for you. You know, and again, I'll say this is incredibly important as research has shown that finding an initial position in your preferred career field will nearly double your earnings, the job duration, and the rate of retention of transitioning veterans. Finding this initial phase, however, takes some doing. So let's get to work. So I want to give you some examples real quick of how to ch change your thinking process about this. So in immediately you may think, well, what is available to me? What kinds of positions? What kinds of development opportunities? How do I attract recruiters and employers that I am interested in? What are companies looking for? Would they want me? Instead of thinking like that, start thinking and considering the following. How can I do work that I'm passionate about? How do I talk about what I am good at so people will notice? What can I look for in opportunities that will allow me to sustain my focus and energy beyond the initial job I selected? How do I take control of the process and find what I really want? How can I be successful at anything that I choose to do? As you notice, there is a difference in how those questions were posed. The second set of questions changes the paradigm. It focuses us to take control and be proactive and realize 
that who you are and what you want to be different will be defined differently when it happens than it is defined today. Such as if you're pursuing a government position that directly leverages your military skill set. So now it's time to be honest and look within in order to address the question of who am I? As anybody that's been in the military will know that in order to orient your map, you first must know your true north. True north, for our purposes, represents who you are and who you want to be, but in a language that a civilian hiring manager or executive will understand. As you should realize that as a veteran, you represent 0.5% of the population, and you are trying to get hired by the 99.5% of the population that has never served. Understanding your true north will also help you understand how to relate to others. This is critical and necessary knowledge and likely something you may have never considered. Let's start with assessing your strengths. People and organizations spend a lot of time, money, and energy trying to define a formula for career success. What most of them have found is that they can come up with a reliable way to predict only reasons for failure, not success. And you may ask yourself the question, why? The simple reason is that success is, is as specific to the individual as the people who achieve it. There is no tried and true formula for how to be successful that will work for every single person. The closest you might come to is a formula for career success and finding something to do that allows you to answer the question, how can I do what I love every day and still meet my job expectations and career goals? Well, this has everything to do with your strengths. Many organizations have looked at the differences between high-performing teams and individuals from average or subpar performers and whether they have an opportunity to use their strengths every day. And they, in uh, Buckingham, an author, found that 20% of people use their strengths on a daily basis. That is a small percentage of people. That's one out of five are able to use their strengths every single day. And I would argue that that may alone be a formula for success. So how do we go about identifying our strengths? Start by figuring out what feels, what makes you feel energized. What makes you feel strong? Think of a particularly good day you've had. Consider your experiences at work, school, home, and other relevant settings. Consider different factors, such as the environment, culture, people, structure, and mission. Think about what activities invigorate, motivate, and empower you. What are some of those characteristics of your good day? How do you feel after a great day? Why is that so? So at this point, I recommend you find a 
table of strengths to look at. And what it is, is it's a, it's a different metric with a lot of different words in it. And whenever you look at that table of strengths, circle those that you really love doing, those that strengthen you. Ignore those that don't make you feel particularly strong. If there is a verb missing that perfectly describes an activity you love to do, write it in on one of the blank boxes. When you have finished with the list, put a star next to the five most important activities you've identified. Now that you've identified your strengths, let's turn them into statements that a prospective employer would understand and appreciate. For each strength you have identified, write a strength statement that describes how you most enjoy that activity. For example, I feel strong, planning, subject or topic of the activity, athletic teams. Once you develop this list of statements, then you'll be ready to start moving forward with defining your strengths. And out of that example that I provided with, I feel strong planning and the other, here's the result of the statement. I feel strong planning athletic teams for my community athletic association to allow kids to experience team sports. So you see how that's all came together. Now you have it. Now you've defined your strengths. You should now be able to, one, identify what energizes you at work. Talk about yourself naturally from a place of passion and genuineness. Describe to a prospective employer how you can leverage those strengths. And lastly, target specific jobs and industries that are best suited for you. The process of identifying our strengths begins to help us look within ourselves and understand what makes us tick as a human being. It enables a more accurate output from a personality test, which is the next step in the exercise. The importance of the personality test is that it will identify specific career options that tend to match your personality type. There are many types of these tests or assessments on the market today. I'm going to go over a couple of them and urge you to complete at least two of them. Consistent outcomes more than one source will help you with your confidence level. I can't stress enough the importance of this exercise. The insights you glean will benefit you immensely in understanding what first career field and position may best match your personality type. There are some costs associated with each, but all are worth it. One is career leader. This assessment consists of questions focused on three areas a business career interest inventory, a leadership motivations profile, and a leadership skills profile. Uh, a second one is the Myers-Briggs career test. This is a personality assessment to find the 24 most popular careers. 
and it has 93 questions, takes about 15 or 20 minutes, and results in a nine-page report. Thirdly, a self-directed search, SDS. This assessment enables a crosswalk to the Department of Labor's Occupational Information Network career options and required education levels. And then an I Start Smart report, which is based on a strong interest inventory assessment. Upon completion of your chosen personality test, you will have successfully defined the who part of your self-discovery sequence. The next chapter will focus on the what. And instead of speeding through that, we're going to make it a second segment of this first step of transitioning home into a second podcast discussion that we're going to have available to you very soon, so stay tuned for that. We hope this has been helpful, brothers and sisters. Please listen to this over and over. Write the information down. Do it the best you can, and, and stay tuned for the next step in defining the what with this first phase that we are going through in transitioning home titled Understanding Who You Are and Who You Want to Be. Thank you for all the support from the businesses and individuals that have donated. Thank you for all of the businesses that are sponsoring the nonprofit. If you have a business that are interested in supporting this nonprofit and sponsoring, please get in touch with us. Our email address is listed there on the website at the very bottom, as well as on the contact page, as well as I can tell you, it is V for Victory Organization at ProtonMail.com. Our phone number is listed there, so please feel free to reach out to us. This is a volunteer organization, so if someone doesn't answer the phone, please leave a message and a representative will get back to you in short order. Brothers and sisters, we love you. We hope you have a great rest of the day. All you patriot brothers and sisters, you are our heroes. So thank you for all you've done, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Until next time, this is V for Victory Organizations Podcast, The Victory Garden.